people are always very curious about like literally when i introduce myself to people they're like your name is not apple and i'm like it, it is um but it's actually it's not my legal name um but it's a nickname that i've had since Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Kreider. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. I am actually being interviewed on the show. This is actually going to be a clip from a podcast that a buddy of mine, his name is Neil. He runs the Young Professional Podcast. He ended up starting a podcast because he saw what I was doing over on Young Smart Money. I gave him some guidance, walked him through exactly what he needed to be doing, and then he started his own podcast. He's already having some massive success. He interviewed me on the show, so I wanted to give you guys that clip from, so I wanted to give you guys that audio because I dropped some stuff on this podcast that I don't talk about on my own podcast. That's the thing that I like to do when I guess on other people's podcasts. I give away all my secrets um, that I don't usually give away on my podcast. So if you guys want to learn more about me, um, how I got started, how I got to the place where I'm at now and where I'm looking to go in the future, this podcast is going to give you a lot of insight on myself that I don't normally talk about on my own show because I want that to be more focused on the guests and their experiences. So if you've always wanted to learn more about Apple Kreider, what's going on in my world and where I am going in the future, this podcast is going to be the one for you. And if you just like my voice so much that you want to hear even more of it, I'm sure you're going to enjoy every minute of this episode. Also, this was only Niall's third episode of his podcast, but he's already killing it. He's building those interviewing skills. So if you want to hear what it sounds like when somebody's just starting off podcasting, this is a great episode for you to tune into and to learn from. So without further ado, um, we're going to welcome Neil and myself to the podcast. Without further ado, enjoy this clip from the Young Professional Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this episode, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Today I sat down with Apple Kreider, the host behind the top 100 business podcast, Young Smart Money. This guy is only 20 years old and he's absolutely killing it while still studying at college. Apple shares heaps of helpful advice from how to start a podcast to how to deal with haters as well as tips on networking with very successful people. Let's get into this episode. Thanks for listening. So Apple, thanks very much for agreeing to jump onto the podcast with me. Really excited to get a chance to speak with you and, and dive into all things podcasting, but also you know online business and, and all the other bits and pieces that I know you're kind of involved in. So why don't we start off by getting you to share a bit about yourself and yeah, what you're up to at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you, Niall, so much for having me on the podcast. I am so stoked. Um, nice. I'm always down to, to hop on the podcast and, and chat it up with somebody. So um, what what I'm doing right now? Yeah, what what uh, I guess what your main business yeah. is. Yeah. Sure. So my main thing is my podcast. It's called Young Smart Money. It's a top 100 business podcast. And every single day I sit down with a successful six, seven or eight figure online entrepreneur. Somebody's doing cool stuff. Um, really could be anywhere across the board. I've had like eight-figure real estate moguls. I've had like a nine-figure, a woman who sold a salsa company for over $250 million to Campbell's Soup. I've had a Grammy award-winning rapper, um, really just all across the board, just some amazing, amazing people to really share with a younger audience all of the different options they have available to themselves outside the traditional nine to five. Because as a college student myself, I see so many of my peers and, and same things happen to me that the entire course of, of my 20 years, I've just had this this sort of plan shoved down my throat of like, so you're going to go to school, you're going to get good grades, you're going to go to a good college, you're going to get good grades, you're going to get a good job, you're going to work there for 45 years, and then you're probably going to retire to like Florida and die. And that was just the life plan that had been like prescribed to me from birth. And I sort of realized that that didn't really fit me very well. So I started looking at other options. And then as I found these other options that my peers weren't aware of, I decided I wanted to share them with them. So that's sort of where the uh, the podcast came from. And um, now we're just rolling with that every single day of the week. Um, we have an amazing person on the show, which is wild, um, but it's 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 a blast, and I really enjoy doing it. Nice, that's that's awesome to hear. Like, and remind <laughs> me and remind my audience just how old you are, like what age you are. Yeah, sure. I'm 20 years old right now. Um, uh, I recently turned 20, so I'm <laughs> trying to get after it. Now, if I was doing this kind of thing at the age of 20, uh, yeah, you've got a bright future ahead of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Something that I've been uh, every time, like I flick up on on Instagram and see your uh, profile or whatever, I'm always like, "Is Apple his real name, or is it? You know, I don't know. Can you yeah. spell the?" <laughs> so that's a really good question, and something that people are always very curious about. Like literally, when I introduce myself to people, they're like, "Your name is not Apple," and I'm like, "It, it is." Um, but it's actually it's not my legal name, um, but it's a nickname that I've had since. 
Um, I'd say second, second grade is when I got it. So it's been now probably close to like 15 years maybe since, <laughs> since I've gone by Apple. And, um, it sort of stemmed from in second grade, uh, me and this kid were just making up nicknames for everyone. And none of them really stuck, except he thought my name, which is legally my name is Andrew Kreider. Nice. I thought Andrew Kreider sounded like apple cider. And being a second grader, I was like, apple cider is a really cool name. So I'm just going <laughs> to go by apple cider now. Um, so I went by apple cider for a few years. Then eventually that just shortened into apple. And um, then when I decided I wanted to like build a brand for myself, I was like, well, let's do apple Kreider Because I know I can't. I, I still struggle on YouTube. Like when people search apple Kreider they keep getting apple cider vinegar results. So eventually <laughs> I'm going to like overcome apple cider vinegar when people search for my name. But um, yeah, so then I decided to go for apple Kreider yeah i feel there's a sort of uh an affiliate marketing play there with apple yeah. cider that you can kind of jump on <laughs> i should i should when, i should when look people into that. search for it yeah, yeah yeah seo marketing you know <laughs> exactly exactly nice um and that's cool so when did you start the podcast like exactly kind of what date or year or yeah so i started gosh of of Today, what day is it today? It's the, um, shoot, it's the 6th of May when we're recording this. I started my podcast um, May 1st, 2018. So just over one full year, nice. I have been uh, going strong with the podcast. But I only started taking it seriously um, in January of 2019. So okay. the first sort of whole block, like six, seven, eight months of the podcast, I really wasn't taking it seriously at all. I had really only created it because um, at the time I was doing some YouTube stuff and some Instagram stuff, which we can definitely dive into if that's something you think would be beneficial to your listeners. But I was interviewed on the college radio station here on campus because they got wind of some of the projects I was working on, the fact that I was making some significant money as a college student. They're like, we want to interview this dude. And I was like, great. I've never done an interview before, but I will come on the radio because that sounds cool. Yeah. So uh, they had me on the radio and I just really enjoyed like sitting down in the booth and like going back and forth with somebody and sharing my story. So I looked into like, how can I do this? Like, how can I start interviewing people? How can I start making a show? And I didn't have access to like radio broadcasting equipment or anything. So I couldn't really get on the radio. Um, but then I stumbled upon the world of podcasting. And honestly, like before starting my own podcast, I had never really listened to a podcast. Like I didn't even know what podcasts were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up like how to interview people, stumbled upon podcasting. I was like, what is a podcast? And I'm like, that's exactly what I want to do. So I just basically Googled how to start a podcast. And then like within the next week, I'd already started making episodes. And nice. my first, oh man, I got to tell you about this. My first few episodes were really rough for all you guys yeah. listening. Like everyone is always so worried about how their first episode is going to turn out literally does not matter okay i leave my first like my first four episodes i leave them all up just because of how bad they are yeah and just to show that like you when you start it's not going to be the best thing ever like it's not going to be amazing it's yeah. going to be a process like there there are stepping stones it's it's it takes time for you to get to a place where you are comfortable like sitting down with somebody and having a real conversation and having it feel genuine and mm -hmm. my first I would say my first maybe close to 10 episodes were all solo episodes, actually. I wasn't interviewing people, oh, which nice. is kind of weird because I got into podcasting because I wanted to interview people, <laughs> but then I wasn't interviewing people. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. A lot of the decisions I make in my life really don't make any sense looking back at them. <laughs> but um, these first four episodes, I literally I, – I got a Word document. I went into Google Docs, and I typed out a 40-page document for each of these, literally word for word exactly what I was going to say because – I didn't want to just sit down in the booth and not know what I was going to talk about. So mm -hmm. I literally wrote a 40 page document for each of these. Like literally I could, they're in my Google docs. I could literally put these things together and it would be a book, like literally over 150 pages of just yeah. like stuff about building credit, stuff about budgeting, stuff about, um, I don't even know, investing. And I just, it was so bad because you could, you could tell that I was just reading off a script. Yeah. I literally went in the booth, sat down for like an hour and just like read. It was so, it wasn't enjoyable. I didn't like it. Um, so after doing that, I kind of fizzled out a bit and was really just using it as another way to push my YouTube videos. I would just like re-upload my YouTube videos, um, on the podcast and, but, but in like January, I was starting to make some real connections. I was starting to go to a lot more conferences and meet a lot more really cool people. So I, I figured I could start interviewing people because now I had these connections that I've been making over time and I could, I could leverage those to, to sort of grow my following and to provide more value to my listeners. So yeah, I didn't really start taking it seriously until January. Um, then within like a month, month and a half, I hit top 100 business podcasts after really diving all in on that. Um, and then here we are now. 
Nice. That's that's awesome <laughs> to hear your story, man. Um, happy anniversary last week. Yeah, thank you, man. I didn't <laughs> yeah. really celebrate. I should have. I, I I knew that it was the date, but I like didn't really do anything for it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. nice one. <laughs> that was a great milestone to hit. And so, how many <laughs> yeah. episodes have you? What what number like is your latest episode? Oh shoot, that's a really good question. So I. So because I started doing them solo, my, my whole episode numbering system is just like completely thrown off because okay, yeah. I only numbered the interview ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so in total, I've put out over 150 uh, episodes of the podcast. But again, some of those were repurposed from YouTube. Some of them were just solo episodes of me sitting down in the booth and reading off a piece of paper. But I think at this point in time, we are on episode, oh gosh, probably somewhere around... 80, 89, maybe, uh, nice. maybe, maybe 90s, maybe 90s, somewhere in the 90s. I think we're about to hit episode 100 of yeah. the interviews. So yeah, you got you got to do something big. Seeing as you missed the anniversary, you got to do something big for the for the uh, hundred. I got I got a pretty big guest lined up that I was really stoked to to have on the show. That's that's dropping. I guess no, we're on 98 right now. We're on 98 because episode 100 is coming out in like two days. Um, and yeah, I've been I've been tracking on this dude for for months. He's somebody whose content I've been consuming for like multiple years. So no way. I'm super stoked. Yeah, it, it's it's oh, gonna be a big one. <laughs> I'm excited for this. I answer me this. Is it Gary V? Oh, dude! If it was Gary, no, I really <laughs> wish it was Gary V, dude. That was yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm still working my way up to Gary V. Yeah, yeah, that's like the pinnacle. <laughs> nice. So, speaking of of connections, and obviously, you know, you've done ninety-eight interviews. How have you managed to, you know, connect with the kind of the level of people that you have in terms of success and, um, you know, people out there? Can Absolutely, you share some insights. That's a really great question and something that I get a lot because I've, I've had people on the show who are doing really big things. I mean, like yeah. literally nine-figure entrepreneurs who are making hundreds of millions of dollars um, I've been able to connect with and have them on the podcast, which is huge. And these people can provide a ton, a ton of valuable insights to, to younger listeners especially. So when it comes to reaching out to people, the first thing that you really have to have a solid – you really got to lock down like who is your target audience? Like who are you speaking to? Because if you don't know who you're speaking to, you're going to have a hard time finding guests that are going to provide value to that person that you're speaking to because you don't know what that person needs. So you really need to, and any time that I'm talking to somebody who's trying to start a podcast, like the first thing you got to lock down is like who are you talking to and what value are you providing to them? Because all of the decisions that you make are going to be based on the answers to those two questions, okay? If you don't know who you're talking to and you don't know how you're providing value to them, you're really just shooting in the dark. Like, you don't know what you need to be doing because you don't know what your goals are. So you need to establish those goals and really know, who am I talking to? How am I providing value to them? Now that you have that framework, you can go in and see, okay, who are the people that have information that would benefit the people that I'm trying to serve? Who are the people Mm -hmm. that have done the things that I'm trying to help other people do? If I'm trying to start a a podcast teaching people how to be better social media marketers, well, then I better go out there and find some effective social media marketers that are doing really cool things in the social media marketing space. Like that's, it seems pretty simple, but a lot of people don't think about that. They're just like, well, who has the most followers? Like who can I go to that has a million followers and is going to be in my podcast? Like that's not what you want to be doing. Okay. Yeah. I can tell you from experience that a lot of times the people with less followers, but the followers that are dedicated to them and really care about them, those are the people that you really want to connect with, okay? Because their audiences actually care about them. There are people with millions of followers and their followers don't care about them. They don't care what they're doing. They don't care what they're saying. They don't care about them. They're just following them because they're following them. And that that's really important as well just to know like just because somebody has a million followers doesn't mean they have a million people that actually care about anything that they're doing. So keep that in mind. And so when I think about reaching out to people, I always have my list of like my top five people that I want to get to at any moment. And usually these guys are pretty – they're not like – a million miles away from where I am at any given moment. Like they're not people that are going to take me like years to get to. They're kind of people that are going to take me like months, maybe a month or two to get yeah. to that person. So those people that are like just a little bit out of reach. So, so I'm always reaching towards those five. And then from those five, I will reverse engineer. Okay. How do I get to those five? And, and oftentimes I'll go to who they're following on Instagram and see, okay, this person is following all of these people which of these people do I have a connection to? Like, which of these people am I already talking with? And and sort of using that stepping stone model to eventually get to the person that I want to get to. So if I'm trying to get to person, if I'm trying to get to, um, say, Grant Cardone, 
I want to get to Grant Cardone. How am I going to get to Grant Cardone? Well, let's look at who Grant Cardone is following. Yeah. And then if I look at who he's following and then I interview some of those people, then I can go to Grant or Grant's team and say, hey, I've already interviewed all of these people that Grant hangs out with all the time that Grant looks up to, that Grant is tight with. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get Grant on the podcast. And that's really, really effective because – if, if people see names, if people hear names that they recognize and they're like, wow, this dude's actually interviewing people that I know, people that I look up to, people that I hang out with, that's going to be really, really effective for you. So, so using that stepping stone model and looking at somebody's circle of influence, okay, like who is this person hanging out with? Who are they close with? And that just comes through, again, looking at who they're following on Instagram, looking at their, their Instagram stories, seeing who they're like hanging out with in a typical day. Those are some of the really effective ways to find that. And then figure out which of them is sort of like the weakest link, like which of them does the most podcast interviews, which of them is looking for more press right now, which of them is launching something. Maybe they're launching a course, a book, whatever. Anytime somebody's launching something, they're going to be really desperate. Well, not desperate, but like they just want to get their name out there as much as possible. And if you can come to them and be like, hey, I've got a podcast. They're like, great. I want to get my name out there. Boom. You just made it happen. And that's one step closer to you getting to your top five, the people that you really want to reach. So that's where I would start. As far as I mean, you can cut me off whenever. Literally, I can just keep talking forever. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's that's no, what I'm no, for, but that's been super uh, helpful. I think yeah. even even outside of the whole pod, podcasting world, like mm-hmm. some of those principles probably definitely apply to you know getting a job or or oh yeah, you know just reaching out. You're you're kind of essentially what you're doing is online networking, isn't it? Yeah, so exactly. It, yeah. That's and, cool. and awesome. a lot of it is also, it's not just like, I find this person I want to interview and then I message them. Like it depends on what my relationship is with the people that they know. So a lot of times like Instagram has this feature where they're like, okay, people who are following me that that person is also following. They have a really helpful list. It's called like, I think it's called mutual. And mm-hmm. looking at that list, you can see who, like who the people you have in common are. And yeah. if there's a lot of people in common, then you can kind of just go in for the kill because then once you message them, um, they are going to go back to your profile and see that you have all these people in common. That's going to be great. But if you don't have a lot of people in common, what I would recommend you start doing is start accumulating touch points with this person. And when I say touch points, I mean you are commenting on their posts. You are responding to their stories. Like you are just doing things to get your name and your Instagram profile in front of them over and over and over and over so yeah. that when you do go in for the message for the ask for, for the, the hey i want you on my <laughs> podcast yeah for the kill um they are familiar with you because yeah. odds are if you're trying to reach out to somebody who is um maybe a little ways up there they might be getting hundreds of dms if not thousands of dms every single day and if that's the case you need to make sure that yours stands out okay you need to make sure that yours is the one that gets opened yours is the one that gets responded to and that happens when they recognize your name your face something about you uh, ticks off something in their head that is like i'm going to open this message and respond to it and the the, the really really valuable thing well one really valuable thing is thinking about the first impression because say you get somebody to open your dm that's great but how are they going to view you? Like, what is your first impression that you make with them after they open your DM? Okay, so say they open your DM and then they go back to your profile to see like, okay, is this person legit? You need to think about that first impression that you're making with somebody. And there's a couple different things that go into this first impression. One is your profile picture. Okay, this is huge, something that not a lot of people think about and something that actually a business partner of mine brought up to me. He was like, hey, I think one of the reasons that we get so many amazing people on our podcast has something to do with our profile picture. And I was like, wow, you know, I think you're really onto something there. And thinking about it, when I have a lot of DMs in my inbox, people that I don't know, like th- the first thing that I look at is their their name, their, their Instagram the name, and their, and, their, yeah, and, their, and their profile picture. And it's really important because, again, if they're sifting through hundreds of direct messages – they're going to pick the ones that have the most professional looking profile picture or the ones that have the most iconic looking profile picture. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a profile picture that like they can't even tell like where you are, there's like 20 people in the picture, like it's just blurry, it's a mess, like they can't tell what they're looking at, they're probably not going to open it because it doesn't look mm-hmm. professional. They're like, yeah. if this was a person that was worth my time, they would have a professional looking profile picture but they don't have a professional looking profile picture. Therefore, I don't think they are the caliber of person that deserves my time. Same thing goes for your Instagram handle, okay? If your Instagram handle is like podcasting guru master 678 Nile the boss, underscore, like 
367, like they're not going to open that message. Okay. Yeah. You need to make sure it doesn't have to be like Nile. Like you're never going to get the Instagram handle Nile. Like it's not going to happen. Man, I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you need to make sure that it is something that doesn't have a bunch of underscores or periods or anything like that. It needs to look crisp. It could be like your name. It could be like real, the word real and then your name or like your name official or mm-hmm. it could be like it's your name. Like there, there's so many variations you could do. One of them is bound to be available um, even if you have a very common name. But make sure that you have a professional looking logo and a professionally looking name because if you don't have either of those things, chances are your DM is never going to even get opened in the first place. And then once they do open it, um, think about how your profile looks, okay? Um, all of your photos should be professional looking. They should really reflect you and your brand. And just make sure that everything looks professional. Because, again, these people don't want to waste their time on on kids that don't know what they're doing, okay? You need to make sure that everything about your profile looks great. There are no red flags. There are no, like, blurry memes that you're just posting that don't make sense and that don't fit the vibe of your page. Like, make sure that your page looks extremely, extremely professional. And when they go there, they know exactly what you are about. Um, And, again, that comes down to your bio as well. Like, make sure your bio is very well put together. um, And just make sure that everything about that first impression gives off the best, the best impression that you possibly can to that person. Because, again, that is when they make the decision, like they go back to your profile and they're like, okay, is this worth my time or is this not worth my time? And they're going to make that decision in like a snap. And yeah. you need to make sure that that is a positive decision that they're making. So again, think about these things because not a lot of people think about these things. Okay. I, I talk to a lot of people whose profile picture is not great, whose uh, name is not great, whose profile just looks like a mess. And if you don't have those things on point, your, your rate of acceptance of people actually coming on your show is going to be a lot, a lot lower. Okay. So especially when you're just starting off and you don't have the connections to say like hey i had your buddy so-and-so on the podcast like make sure that you look as professional as possible so you can start accumulating those wins and start leveraging those early guests to get even bigger and bigger and bigger guests over time so i hope that was helpful um yeah yeah a hundred percent yeah i think it's it's, there's so much uh insight there and even in terms of aside from podcasting just even you know if you do want to connect with you know bigger names or or you know gurus or whoever it is that you want to connect with it's super helpful yeah yeah but one of the questions i have for you um i guess in the online space on instagram and podcasting and everything mm-hmm. there's a lot of like haters or, or keyboard warriors out there oh yeah i guess the question is to you do, do you get many of them and, and how do you fight them off do you ignore them or how do you reply <laughs> Oh man, oh man, that's a great question. So I'll I'll post them in my Instagram story from time to time if they're particularly entertaining. But I get people multiple times a week for sure, if not usually not once a day, but multiple times a week for sure. I'll get people who are just completely bashing on me, um, leaving just like com- very rude comments on my YouTube videos or on my Instagram posts or sending me DMs and. Honestly, like at first, I really took it to heart and I was like, wow, like that dude's so mean. Like, how can I say something <laughs> like that? And I got my friends to like go and like report him. And then I was like, man, if somebody is in such a place where they're, they need to like go on my YouTube videos or like watch my Instagram story and like leave me rude messages, like if they need that to feel good about themselves, like I, I just, I have nothing but like empathy for you, honestly. Like, I just feel bad that like yeah. you were in the place where you need to do that to feel good about yourself because like I'm just so like I would never I just I'm I'm a very positive person so like if I'm consuming someone's content like I just I'm just confused honestly like I'm confused when somebody says something rude about me especially when it just like when the thing that they say shows me that they consumed my content and that they've been consuming my content for a long time like I, a lot of times, like, your biggest haters are actually, like, your biggest fans because they literally consume every piece of your content just to, like, tear you down. And I don't know. I just I, – I always respond with, like, some, like positivity, honestly. Like, I never yeah. I never delete comments. I never delete um, anything that people say about me just because I don't think that's the best way to handle it. Mm-hmm. I would much rather just reply – with, like to them with like positivity and like see what happens because most times that just like the completely fire. throws them off. They're like, yeah. what? Like I just said, I hate you, and like your family is stupid, and you're I'm gonna just, be like, angry. <laughs> yeah, and I just like came back at them with like, man, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Um, I'm so glad you left a comment on this video. Um, all the best. 
And yeah, they're just yeah. like, what, is, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand you. So yeah. yeah, that's, that's what I do when I get hate comments. But yeah, like when I first started getting them and, and it's funny cause like you get the same people over and over again that just keep hating on you. And I'm like, man, you just keep watching my videos. Like what? <laughs> I mean, like, I just don't understand you. I don't understand why that's a good use of your time. Yeah. But that's, I mean, yeah, that's what I do. I really don't let it get to me. Nice. Yeah. Um, probably what they don't realize is with all these like algorithms and counters and views, they're actually helping you out, you know, in terms of <laughs> your YouTube count or, or video views and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'll take all the comments I can get. Like, <laughs> it works for me. Increasing your engagement, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So throughout the kind of process of, you know, recording your podcast and, you know, starting out, did you have any mentors or, or people that kind of helped you out or you looked up to for advice? Not really. There weren't really... There's not really anybody in the podcasting space in particular that I was really looking up to. When I was figuring out how to structure my show, as far as like the different segments and stuff, I went through and listened to a bunch of different people's podcasts and really just took notes on like how they, they structure their show. Do they ask the same questions every time? Do they, what do they do differently? Like how does their intro sound? Like what about music? So yeah. um, when I was going through, I definitely did that. I did a lot of research, but there was never really any anybody in particular that I listened to um, very frequently or like that I really look up to in the space I, I definitely take a little bit from everywhere the the one podcast that I will listen to like every episode of is the Ed Milet show I really like what he's doing with his podcast so he's definitely the one that I look up to the most I used to listen to Gary Vee's podcast a lot uh, but then I sort of just stopped doing that because it wasn't really what I needed but I, I kind of fluctuate between a bunch of different things. And there's never really like one thing that, that, that is really what I'm taking all my information from. I'm kind of just like floating around, seeing what other people are doing, um, seeing if I can pick up any little like tidbits here and there. But for the most yeah. part, I'm just kind of staying in my lane. And um, if, if what I'm doing is working, then I'm going to keep doing that. And again, like looking for little tidbits to pull here and there. Nice. Yeah. Um, so kind of touching on that, you mentioned Gary Vee, but <laughs> are there any kind of biz are big business kind of gurus or, or, you know, people of, of particular status that you kind of follow or, um, you know, like a Grant Cardone or a Gary Vee or a, do you have a, a favorite? I used to be really big on Gary Vee, but again, I kind of just fell off of that just because I'm, I'm not really consuming as much content anymore as I used to be. I'm listening in the last like month or two, especially I'm listening to a lot more music than I used to be. And I think, I don't, I don't really know why that is, but um, I think I just need a little bit more positivity in my life right now. So I'm kind of taking a break from um, constantly consuming like content that I really have to think about and digest. And I'm more just like taking a little bit, taking a bit of a step back and focusing more on the content that I'm producing. And, mm -hmm. and then just like as far as like consuming content goes, just, just keeping myself in, in the mind frame that I want to be in. And for me, a lot of times that just happens through listening to music. Um, and, and a lot of the music I listen to, which is very, it's very uplifting, very upbeat, very positive. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's about what I'm consuming right now. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing huge. Um, to be honest. Nice one. Nice one. Very good. Um, so in terms of then the rest of 2019 and beyond, what does that look like for, for young smart money? Um, you know, your other business ventures? Yeah, for sure. So as far as like all the things, I'm working on a couple different things right now. I was, I really scaled back because a few months ago, I looked at all the things I was doing and made a list of all the projects I was working on. This was probably like, this was early in the year, like, like January time. Uh, so I made a list of all the different projects I was working on and I listed out 26 things. I was working on 26 different projects and I just like <laughs> took a step back and I was like, why do I think that I can do 26 things at a high enough level for me to feel good about it? Like that is just, it's just not smart. Like I was, I was dropping stuff left and right. I wasn't doing anything at the, at the quality level that I wanted to be. So mm -hmm. I, I just realized like, this is just such a mess. So I, I, I wrote down everything that I was doing uh, on my whiteboard behind me. And, um, I'll actually just get into my process here of how I decided what I was going to focus on uh, because I think it can be really valuable to a lot of our listeners. So what I did was next to every thing on the list, I listed out all 26, next to everything on the list, the first thing that I wrote was um, how much money the thing had the potential to make me. Okay. I rated it from like one to three dollar signs. Okay. So on this whiteboard, just like one, two or three dollar signs for each thing on the list. Some had zero dollar signs because they were just like passionate projects that weren't to make me any money. 
The yep. next thing that I went through and I wrote down um, a, a clock or, or a couple clocks. I wrote down a couple clocks. I think there's like one to three clocks as well. Um, just on like how much time it would take me in a week to do this thing to the quality level that I wanted to. So like yes. how much time is it going to take me to dedicate to each of these things to really like do it at a high level. And then the last thing that I did, uh, and this is the most important thing, honestly, I wrote next to each thing, I wrote either a smiley face, a frowny face, or like a neutral face, depending on like how I felt while I was doing it. Like, was this something yeah. that really filled me up? Was it something that was very taxing? Was it something that I was just kind of like, okay with doing? And after I did all that, I, I, I narrowed it down to three things, which was, it was a really tough process. I was like, okay, of these 26, I am going to say that I can do three things at a high enough level. So I had to pick three things based on um, all of the, the, the stuff that I'd just done. And uh, the, fir the first two were really, really easy because um, they made the most sense. They had the most potential to make money. They didn't take as much of my time and they really filled me up inside. So the first yeah. two were really easy. But then the last one um, was sort of a toss up between a bunch of different things. Um, eventually, I decided on, on what it was going to be. And that's sort of how I narrow down what I'm working on right now. Uh, because I think there's so many young people that are bouncing between so many different things. And I was so guilty of this before I like did this exercise. And I yeah. think it's really important to take a step back, see like what are the, all the things I'm working on and narrow it down. You need to have focus, okay? Because if you are able to focus on one thing at a very young age, especially when you're starting off, like you can really establish yourself and you can really become a, an authority in your space if you are really, really good at one thing. If you're kind of all right at like 12 things, that's not going to get you as far. Okay. People, mm -hmm. when they're, when they're like, when I need to hire somebody to do Facebook ads for one of my businesses, I don't want somebody who can kind of do Facebook ads, can kind of do Amazon, can kind of do Shopify, knows a little bit about Instagram. Like I want somebody who's really, really, really good at, at Facebook ads. Like that's what mm -hmm. I'm looking for. So if that is you, like, that's great. And, and you need to make sure that you really have a solid skill set because once you have that skill set, you can start producing content about it. You can start teaching other people how to do it. Uh, and that's, that's the, the biggest thing is like, know your real house and stay in your real house, stay in your lane and follow that course. Focus, um, an acronym for focus that I really like is follow one course until successful. And, and yeah. it's just so important that, that you just really pick what is my lane and stay in that lane and get really, 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 really good at that because that is where that, that's where you're going to find real fulfillment, real success, um, and real results. So that's really important. But your question was, um, where do I see everything going um, throughout the rest of the year? And really the podcast, um, I plan to just keep, keep continuing to scale that, um, get more and more amazing guests, um, expose more and more people to it. Um, and that's, that's something that I can plan to continue doing for the rest of the year. I've got a couple other big projects that I'm working on. Um, because I didn't mention this before, but how I actually monetize the podcast is not through sponsorships. I don't put a single ad on the show. I've had yeah. advertisers come up to me many times and offer to put ads on the show. And that's just not what I want to do because um, I listen to podcasts like like Ty Lopez's podcast. and like, like 15 um, minutes of ads. Yeah, like the first yeah. 50 and then like the last three minutes is like is like some information. So that's not what I want to do. So I, I'm not doing that. I'm actually working with the influencers that I have on my show to monetize on the back end through things like joint ventures um, and doing like strategic partnerships, stuff like that. So we've got a couple of those launching in the next few months here, which are going to be really, really cool. I'm super stoked to um, be able to talk more about those once they launch. But just know that I'm working um, with some really big influencers um, in the YouTube space and the podcasting space to put together some really, really amazing projects that I'm super stoked to launch um, in the next one to two months here. Um, so those are the big things that I'm working on. Um, and then also um, some smaller stuff as well. Um, hoping, hoping by the end of 2019, I'm going to have my book written and published. Nice. Um, but that's that's been a process for a while as well. Um, something that I've just been doing for fun. But um, yeah, got a lot, of, got a lot of stuff in the pipe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice one. Do you want to give us a teaser of what that book might look like, or what the topic even might be? Or yeah, sure. So I haven't really talked about this before. Um, but the, the the gist of the book is it's going to be like a student entrepreneur's handbook. And it's kind of like a memoir of like a 20 year old, to be honest, just like the different experiences that I've had, the different lessons that I've learned along the way, stuff that I've picked up from from podcast guests, from mentors. Um, and it's sort of grouped in like three different categories, like um, school um, and education. You've got the business and the entrepreneurship. And then you've just got sort of like the social life and like the life in general stuff um, that I've picked up over time, how I've been able to like balance these three different things. I mean, I'm a 20 year old college student that's working on a couple different business ventures, um, who also keeps up a social life. So um, a lot of people ask me about that. So I just kind of wanted to like write down all my thoughts and the different sort of things that I think about and, and how I um, sort of structure my life. So I just kind of wanted to put that all on paper. And um, hopefully it's gonna it's gonna provide some value to some people. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm like, I'm 100% confident it will based on 
some of the value and insights you've dropped here. So I appreciate that. Um, good luck with that. Like, um, so I want to touch on some of the the aspects you mentioned there about um, mm-hmm. you know, how you actually make all these kind of online ventures into yeah. you know business and and how you monetize the, the back end if you're if you're comfortable with talking about or opening up about some of that stuff oh, yeah. so even the podcast or you know some of those joint ventures that you mentioned mm-hmm. do you want to obviously don't go into detail that you're not comfortable with sharing but even just an example of what you know one of those kind of joint ventures or partnerships might look like yeah sure so nothing's off limits man um you can ask me anything you want but uh <laughs> so the, the biggest one that's launching here in the next uh we've got a so basically when i say joint venture i mean looking at my skill set, looking at somebody else's skill set, seeing how we can come together and create a project that is going to be mutually beneficial to both of us, both of our audiences, um, and really to provide a lot of value all around. So for the listeners that weren't sure what I was talking about when I was saying joint ventures or JVs for short, uh, that's yeah. what I mean by that. It's basically finding ways to complementary uh, work together with somebody. So that's what I'm talking about. And a podcast is a great way to uh, connect with people who you might be able to provide value to. Because say you have a social media marketing agency um, you could have people on your show, have entrepreneurs on your show who are doing cool stuff. At the end of the show, you literally just talk to them for an hour. That's a great time for you to say, or, or, or for you to literally, I have a buddy who literally structures his entire podcast. He uses it as a basically a, a consultation call with these entrepreneurs because he's able to find out about their business, their struggles, what they're doing, what's working, what's not. By the end of the show, he has a really clear way to pitch them on his social media marketing services because he just literally learns all about their business, what they're struggling with, and he knows the best way that he could serve them. So that's one way to sort of use a podcast to monetize on the back end. But what I do is um, I, so right now, biggest project I'm doing, um, launching in, I'm not sure when this episode's going to go live, but uh, probably launching in late May, early June is a project that I'm doing with a YouTube creator. His name is Ryan Scribner somewhere between four and 500,000 subscribers on YouTube, um, making content in the entrepreneurship space. He's somebody that I've been working with for a long time and met him um, originally by working for free for him, but then was able to deepen the relationship through the podcast. And now we are launching a program that he has put together. Um, His business model is affiliate marketing. He makes like $60,000 a month doing affiliate marketing on YouTube. Um, So him and I came together because I have experience creating courses and I have experience marketing on Instagram, Facebook ads, etc. So what he wanted to do was he's like, I want to make the content for this course. I don't want to do anything else. I was like, great. I will come in and do literally everything else, do all the marketing, do all the social media stuff, do all the back end, the editing. Like I'll do all of that. He just wanted to create the content and then we're doing a revenue split on the course. So finding ways that you can do stuff like that, because like my wheelhouse, I've launched courses before. I have run Facebook ads before. Like I know how to do social media marketing. I had at one point um, an Instagram marketing agency that also did some Facebook ad stuff. Um, when I was first starting off before I went all in on the podcast, that was one of my 26 projects. When I figured out that that wasn't one of the three that I wanted to keep, I literally fired all of my clients, um, which was a process and definitely required letting letting go of some money because at that point I had to really think about like, what is my priority right now? Like at the point, at that point I was a 19 year old college student um, who was making a fair bit of money through, through my social media marketing agency. And I literally, I let all of that go. I fired all of my clients to go all in on this podcast that had no proven way of making me money. But I realized, or I, for me, it was more important for me to make those relationships and to build those relationships with other people and to build out my network than it was to be making an extra few thousand dollars a month um, through my social media marketing agency. So that's really important. Um, But back to this project, yeah, him and I are working together um, and I had my strengths, he had his strengths, he knew what he wanted to do, he's got a very loyal loyal audience already. So we were able to come together, form this mutually beneficial partnership and um, we're gonna see how it it shakes out in the next few months here. But uh, just finding ways, again, like it's really important that you have a skill, okay? I talk about this a lot, but it's really important that when you're starting off, whether you're doing a podcast, whether you're doing um, creating content on Instagram, YouTube, whatever, that you have a skill. Okay, this could be uh, Instagram growth. This could be um, just knowing a lot about podcasting. If you're a podcaster, this could be um, knowing about a lot about YouTube, knowing about Facebook ads, knowing about 
anything. Like have a skill, yeah. that, something that you're really, really good at. Take some time, invest in yourself, really develop that skill. Because once you have that skill, you now have a way to provide value to people, okay? And that is where money is made, okay? Money is made by providing value to people, by solving problems. And if you don't have a skill, you have no way to solve people's problems. And even if you have all these connections, you have no way to provide value to them because you don't have a skill. Yeah. You're literally just, if you're podcasting, you're sitting down in front of a microphone, you're having a good conversation, but like you don't have a skill that you can then monetize or, or create value or, or build a business with. So the first thing that you need to do if you're just starting off is you need to have a skill, like learn something, spend some time, spend some money, spend something like investing in yourself and learning a skill. Cause once you have that skill, then you can solve problems. Then you can start making money. Then you can do things like joint ventures. Then you can do things like start an agency. Like there's so much you can do if you take the time to really, really hone and develop a skill. I cannot stress that enough. Um, and, and, and one of the best ways to do that, you can cut me off whenever you want to, um, <laughs> no, but one, one of the best ways to do that is, and, and how I did this, how I built a, a social media marketing agency that literally I made $4,000. I, I believe it was $4,000 my first month. Um, and that was completely by working for free. Okay. So I offered to work for free for this one dude. Um, same guy, actually Ryan Scribner. I offered to work for him for free. And within like two weeks, he'd seen how valuable I was to his business. He started paying me. He referred me like three other clients right away that all started paying me. And literally that first month I started working for free. I ended the month making $4,000. Um, and then just had a, had a consistent revenue stream that I could scale over time, literally in one month, I had built that just by working for free because I'd spent some time developing my skill. I was like, all right, I'm ready to see if I have what it takes. I, I, I offered to work for free because a lot of people don't like working for free. I really like working for free because I feel like working for free allows you to prove yourself, okay? Because you could go out there, you could start charging people like whatever, $1,000 a month to do your social media. That's great. Um, and you can start making money. But if you offer to work for free, I like that because it, it makes you prove yourself because if you don't have the chops, they're never going to offer to pay you. They're, they're not going to, they're mm -hmm. not going to want to keep you around yeah. because if you have the chops and people hire you they, and you're working for them for free, they're going to want to keep you around. They're going to say, wow, this kid knows his stuff. This kid is not messing around. I, I think I could get a lot more by, by keeping this person around. Okay. So they're going to start paying you to keep you around. Then they don't want to lose you to somebody else who's going to offer to pay you because they see how valuable you are to their business. So yeah. I think working for free is a, a very good idea, especially at a young age when you don't need the money. Like I was 18 years old. I did not need the money. Okay. I needed the skills. I needed the network because I knew over time that was going to be so much more valuable to me than, than charging these people um, like a thousand dollars a month yeah. would be. So I can't stress that enough and like learn a valuable skill, work for free, build out your network. And then from there, like you can just create a, a monster of business. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause you've got all the, all the pieces in place. Um, you just flip a switch and then you're good to go. Nice one. That's so helpful. Yeah. I don't know. That's something that Guy V preaches all the time to his kind of younger audiences, you know, work for free, establish that yep. relationship and then you've proven yourself and, and yep. they'll be more than happy to, to pay you what you're worth, you know? Um, all right, so kind of wrapping up here, um, I've kind mm -hmm. of taken a leaf out of out of your book in terms of how you uh, finish <laughs> off your your podcast. And yeah, so I'm just gonna I love it. Fire some sort of quick fire questions at you, um, and you kind of answer them um, as you wish. So, cool. Do you prefer to read books or listen to audiobooks or podcasts? Definitely listening. I. I don't really sit down and read as much as I used to. I used to read a lot. I used to spend probably close to an hour a day reading, yeah. um, probably I would say like six months ago. But since I've been doing more in the podcasting space and I just haven't been making it a priority, honestly, like it just hasn't been a priority for me. And podcasts are just so easy to listen to. Audiobooks are so easy to listen to. I listen, I'm listening to Principles by Ray Dalio right now. Nice. Um, really would highly recommend it. I'm not even that far in, but I really like it. Um, and it's just so easy to listen to, like when I'm walking to class, when I'm at the gym, like when I, right when I wake up, I usually just like plug in right away. So um, it's just so much easier for me to consume. And I don't have to um, take the time out of my day to make it a priority. It's yeah. something that I can just sort of integrate while I'm doing other things, which again, it doesn't allow me to really digest it. I feel like not, I'm probably not digesting as much as if I would like sit down and like read the book and like take notes and like annotate things. But um, for me, it works better and I'm just not, uh, I'm not making reading a priority for me right now, which is, it is what it is. Um, but I, I plan to, to a little bit more, especially over the summer, um, when I'm going to have a lot more time, going to be traveling a lot more, I'm definitely going to implement reading a lot more into my schedule. Yeah. 
Yeah, nice one. Um, so question, we, we finished the interview in a couple of minutes and you walk outside and you realize that all of your platforms have been hijacked or hacked or deleted or, or something like that. Um, where do you start, you know, again, do you start the podcast again or do you start on Instagram or, or where, where do you go? What would you do? Yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely start the podcast again. Um, I don't know if in this, in this world I ha I still have all my connections, but if I do, um, it, I don't think it would be too tricky at all to get a podcast back up and running. And honestly, like it's so easy to build out other platforms once you have a podcast because then you can start leveraging other people's platforms. It's so important. Like when you have a podcast and like I interviewed somebody today who had like a million and a half followers on Instagram and he reposted my story in his story. I just got exposure in front of potentially like tens of thousands of people yeah. in that dude's Instagram story who now see my face. They now know who I am and they're getting like that first touch point. Okay. Yeah. Stuff like that. So valuable. Yeah. So valuable. Yeah. And, and the best way to do it is through a podcast. Could not, could not stress that anymore. Nice. Yeah. That's a good answer. Um, what's the most interesting thing about you that we, as your you know followers or, or people who um, consume your content, What's the most interesting thing that we might not know about you that maybe isn't, you know, so obvious on your, your hmm. Instagram? There's, there's a couple things. I'll give you two. Uh, the first one. Your, that I, <laughs> your actual yeah, name. My name. <laughs> my actual name. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. Um, one thing that I have never said anywhere before um, is that I only have nine toes. So that's an interesting fact Whoa. that. Um... <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Or? No, it's just just the way I was born. Oh, nice. Two of them are like connected; they're like fused together. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So only have only have nine toes. Um. So that's interesting. Um. One that people might care a little bit more about is that I'm really into swing dancing. Mm. I really only picked it up like four months ago, and like prior to that, I really never would have seen myself doing any kind of dancing, just because I'm not a very coordinated person. Um. A little bit socially awkward. Um. And all in all, just like not the type of person that you would expect to to enjoy dancing. Yeah. But um on a whim uh, me and a couple of my other buddies who are also big on entrepreneurship and, and have our own projects we just were like let's get out of our comfort zone and go learn how to swing dance yeah. on a friday night <laughs> so we did yeah. um and they all hated it but i really liked it so i got hooked um and i've just been going back every single week um i think yeah tomorrow i'm definitely going swing dancing the next night i'm probably going latin dancing um and and, and that being said too like i think a lot of people i mean i'm i'm definitely not like somebody who's like uber successful in business. Like I'm not somebody who's making like buku bucks every single year, but like as a young person, I last year, I, I can, I can let us go whenever we need to. But last year I really put all of my time into my business. I had no social life. I didn't do well. I, I did fine in school cause school has always been natural for me, but like I didn't spend any time like going the extra mile to get the A. I was like, okay, did I learn what I wanted to learn? And did I pass the class? Great moving on to the next thing. I spent all my time working on my business that I, I invested no time into making friends, into making meaningful relationships. And this year I've completely turned that around. And, and now I'm realizing that like, based on what my goals are, I don't need to be working 14 hours a day, 16 hours a day. Like that's not, that, that's not the actions that are going to take me to what my goals are. Yeah. And I think a lot of people hear guys like Gary Vee saying like, you need to hustle, you need to work so hard. And like, you do like if your goal is to become a billionaire like yeah you better be working hard <laughs> like you better be working like 16 hours a day like no sleep well like sleep but like literally not not going latin dancing on a thursday night yeah. like not going swing dancing on a wednesday night like if you if you're trying to be a billionaire like hard work is what you need to be doing like hustle every single day but like that's not what i want to do like my goal is not to be a billionaire my goal is to impact people to 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 change their lives. Um, I don't know if you can see behind me on my, on my whiteboard. I actually had to read the yeah. Goal, read the yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to empower a hundred thousand young people to, to create a life that makes them feel fulfilled. Um, and, and just lit up every single day for what they're doing. Like that is my goal. Yeah. And, and that is not contingent on me working 16 hours a day. Like that is contingent on me, on me making meaningful relationships with other people and really like hearing their story and finding ways that I can provide value to them. So like, Look at what your goals are and then plan your actions based on what your goals are. Like not what somebody on TV tells you to do, not what your favorite like YouTuber tells you to do. Like know your goals and know what it's going to take you to get to your goals, not what it's going to take you to get to somebody else's goals. Like 
know what you want and, and figure out what it takes to get there, yeah. not where other people are going. Nice. And that's, that's so valuable. Yeah. Nice one. Um, so final question for you is yeah. the most useful product or service that you've bought in 2019 under $100? Oh man. Um, I really, so I really don't spend money at all unless it's for traveling or for food. (laughs) So I don't really buy many things. Um, man, I, well, I, okay. So two things that I always buy are, um, LaCroix, bubbly water. I drink, I've got two empty cans right here. Um, but I, I drink at least like five of those things a day. Nice. Um, or probably not, not so nice for your health. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, I don't. I think they're probably fine. There's no sugar in there. Okay. It's not going to give you diabetes. Yeah. Um, so I, I drink a bunch of those and I, I eat a ridiculous amount of protein bars just because it's so convenient. Like if I'm in the middle of working on something and I don't want to like stop, I'll just like eat a protein bar and like drink a LaCroix. So those, that's what I spend the most money on, honestly. Like I drop $100 on that stuff. Like, <laughs> no yeah, amount of time. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. Like I... Um, shoot, I'm trying to like look around and see like what I've bought, but like, I mean, that whiteboard behind me was a pretty decent investment, I would say. Um, yeah, shoot, I don't know. Maybe like, no, no clean good. tickets more than a hundred bucks. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Bubbly water and protein yeah, yeah. bars is my final answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, nice one. Well, here, thanks so much for, for agreeing and, and for jumping on the podcast with me. It's been super helpful for me and i know a lot of people that'll they'll listen will definitely get a lot of value and insight out of it so thanks so much yeah it was my pleasure um, what where's the best place people can follow up with you or follow you or, or connect with you online yeah for sure so first uh the podcast young smart money you can find that on on itunes on spotify stitcher youtube literally like any platform it's on like 15 different platforms so just go to one of those places just search young smart money on google like you'll find it yeah um but then my instagram is where i'm most active i reply to all my dms usually within like 24 hours i try so that's at apple Crider official and Crider is spelled like cider with an r um so apple Crider official is where you can find me on instagram uh, i also have facebook um which i'm not super active there you can shoot me a message if you want to but yeah, Instagram is the spot to be, and then the podcast is Young Smart Money, um, and that's that. Nice. Thanks so much again. Yeah, no, it was my pleasure, dude. I'm, I'm so stoked this worked out to, to hop on the podcast. Have a good one. You as well. Cheers. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of Young Smart Money and got a ton of value out of it. If you did, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. It only takes about five seconds. If you're walking the dog, if you're going to the gym, pull that phone out of your pocket, press that subscribe button, and uh, drop us some love in the ratings and review sections as well. Those really do help the podcast get in front of even more people and helps us get even more amazing guests on the show. And I do read each and every one of your ratings, reviews, message that you send me. Uh, they, they really do impact me and the show and show me exactly what you want to be seeing here on Young Smart Money. So again, do not forget to drop us a rating, review, and subscribe over in iTunes. And guys, have a wonderful day. Take care. And I really do appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with us on Young Smart Money. Have a wonderful day.